This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, this is Never Seen It. This is the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen before. Today, joining me, the folks behind left-handed radio, Anna Rubinova and Adam Bozarth. They have never seen The Social Network and they rewrote it and we read their script. Uh, you're going to love this one. You know, this is Social Network's one of my favorite movies. And uh, Anna and Adam are hilarious. They're also great writers, which is, you know, what this is about. It's so much fun. I was so happy to meet them. They've done so many cool things. Uh, check out Left Handed Radio at lefthandedradio.com. Please enjoy this episode. We read their whole script, which is wonderful. Uh, we talk a little bit about Social Network and how it simultaneously was foreshadowing and holds up as a great movie and doesn't hold up because of Facebook's inevitable uh, decline. I don't mean decline like it got smaller. I just mean it's the uh, catalyst to one of the catalysts to the decline of civilization. Uh, anyways, you're going to enjoy it. I loved it. I had a ton of fun. Anna Rubinova and Adam Bozarth have never seen The Social Network, but we rewrite it and uh, they rewrote it. I didn't know any of the work and we read their script. Please enjoy it. I know you will. I had a ton of fun. We play some dad games, some before and afters, some perfect movie, bunch of the hits. It's a good time. Um, thank you. Please find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kyle Ayers, K-Y-L-E-A-Y-E-R-S. I'm going to be announcing some tour dates. We also have a couple of live podcasts coming up in October, one in Chicago and one in Asheville. That's uh, not Nashville with an N. That's Asheville with an A. So... Those will be very fun. And then I have a bunch of stand updates coming up, as well as a reunion show with Andy Frasco and Big Something. So I got a lot of stuff coming up. It'll be very fun. Chicago, Asheville, uh, looking for Richmond, Atlanta, um, Raleigh. And and we'll see. Hopefully, Charles, you know, trying to figure this stuff out. A little a few dates here and there. Chicago, uh, but it'll be fun. Please find me at Kyler's on Instagram and Twitter. Please check out Left Handed Radio. Um, we're on Patreon if you want episodes early with no ads and no edits at patreon.com slash never seen it. And thank you so much for listening. Lefthandedradio.com. Anna Rubinova and Adam Bozarth have never seen the social network, but they rewrote it. Enjoy it. What do you like? You like playing characters or you like doing stage directions? That is totally up to you. I'm not great at accents. I'm pretty good at reading. Um, 
and but I can do whatever you'd like. Yeah. And uh, okay, how about yeah? You we'll want to do stage? Part of it. Yeah, I'll do whatever you want. Okay. And I will record a complete, like a separate intro that is more formal, so we can kind of just go into. I don't like doing introductions in front of people. It feels <laughs> weird to talk to say they they are there to them. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, especially okay. now. Yeah, when it's just like in regular podcasting, it's a kind of weird. But even now, when you're not even in the same room, <laughs> right? You're not in the same room, and I'm looking right at you, and there's <laughs> no like side. Uh, um, vantage points or or lines of sight that i have other than the, the monitor to the computer <laughs> but someday back in person again i hope yeah because it's a live show right originally this was a live show yeah it used to be like full-on productions of the scripts and then as st stages got larger it became harder to hear people and so it sort of like met in the meet middle of like a live podcast type of thing which i think people in enjoy i hope i hope they like it Oh, whoa, I can see the name behind you. That's nice. Well, now I'm not talking about <laughs> I'm like doing it. Uh, but great. And then whenever, uh, so we'll do the script and then we'll kind of talk about social network and things like that. And then I have some games. I don't know if you listen to a podcast that had some games and stuff on it, but we have a few that I set up for us to play on here as well. And then awesome. I think we're good. Cool, cool. Great. We feel good. Thank you for doing this. Oh, Thank this you for this having is us. A we're, this we're sounds so like a, is that a mood pen? A mood? Look, what kind of pen is that? Oh, it, oh, it's a Muji pen. Yes, I love those pens. I don't know. Why. Um, I bought I bought a bunch of them, and then the stores closed in LA. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I've been like, once they run out, I guess I'll just order a place and order online. But that was like a really zen store. Oh, look at that! Aww. A whole pack of them. Yeah. I really like these. Like, I I've also bought a big ten like a ten pack of them just to hoard. <laughs> yeah, it was like just the best place to go, even though it was in the middle of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. um, it just smelled like um, citrus essential oils. Yeah, it was buy. really nice. Everything was yeah. very clean and sterile, but not hospitally. <laughs> I like the movie. Right. There's one in JFK at the airport, not at the person. There's one in the JFK airport <laughs> as well. That was the first one I found. And Wait, it, you're um, you are in LA, yeah? Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, because there's still like a bunch in New York, but all of the LA ones closed. I know. Now it's, um, you get, I placed an order for them online and it took like five weeks for 10 pens. Really? Yeah. They're not in a hurry. I think they manufacture <laughs> the pen by hand as you order it and they assemble it and they like think about you while they're putting it together. And then they <laughs> send that particular pen in the box. And then they all sort of talk about how you ordered that pen. That's what their day is <laughs> that day. And then one pen at a time. So the 10 pack, I was really pushing back some other people's orders, I think to get, yeah. it's nice to think about. I love that place. Uh, great. Let's do it. I'm going to leave everything in about the Muji pens. Maybe they'll yeah. sponsor the podcast. I'm getting 11th pen. <laughs> Everybody, this has never seen it. This is the uh, show where comedians rewrite famous movies they've never seen before. Today, having never seen The Social Network, both of them, I would assume, this. I'm hoping this is like a maybe one, uh, the creators of left-handed radio, please welcome Anna Rubinova and Adam Bozarth. Thank you for both for being here. Thank okay. you for having us, Kyle. Yes. Uh, so We're so excited. You are actually excited? We are. Yeah. Okay. I, I know it's been a chill afternoon. <laughs> I, there's something about your voice that's very calming to me. So I don't usually, I usually I'm very anxious and, and talk a lot. At least I think I do. Um, but I just want to kind of like, 
I don't know, sip a pina colada and just okay, just chat about pens. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. That's the intent of the Muji pen. Is even the dialogue about it is calming for everybody. Mm-hmm. I kind That's of how it, well designed it is. It really is. I, I I get don't get excited about a ton of things like tangible things, but the when I when I see when I want to give people the pens, the moot. I'm out, this is a free Muji. If you list, they probably don't sponsor anything. They probably somehow are like an anti-capitalist company that wouldn't believe in sponsorship. But <laughs> I love perfect. them. They're, yeah, they're just soup. They. Like we don't have any money to sponsor anyone because we give away everything we've ever made, and uh, <laughs> they write really well, and they don't smear, and that's what I like about them. And they just feel nice, and they're simple. And I don't like when there's a ton of choices for stuff. I get mm. over. So yeah. this is just you just buy the, this is the pen, you know, and they have the notebook. That's easy for me. Their their apparel is very, very nice. It's very affordable, which makes me nervous, but. It's, it also feels great against your skin. Nervous. Yeah. Uh, cheap clothing is oh, very sure. uh, you never know. disconcerting. Yeah. You never know. Um, but uh, they just have like three colors of everything. It's like beige, mm-hmm. grayish blue and black. Um, and at, at one point, I think I just had like five black cotton Muji dresses that I just wore one a day. That's great. Washed at the end of the week and then just kept going. That's great. You don't have to think. I've sort of, during quarantine, cut down to just kind of gap pocket t-shirts mm-hmm. and then a couple <laughs> pair of pants. And it's just made it easier. You know, I don't really have to make a ton of choices when I get up. I can't believe we're accidentally talking about having one outfit when you guys did the social network as your script today. Uh, because <laughs> it's like a famous one outfit man. Yeah. The, the script. Not like if we're ranking one outfit sociopaths, he's not at the top, but he's like near the top um, yeah. of being notorious for always sort of wearing his yeah. one thing. I, I, I called it out at the top of the script, but I, I wanted to put it in there more. Um, but at a certain point, it's just like, I, I've also been wearing the same stuff over and over again for the past year and a half. And I, uh, I, I can see the I can see the appeal. <laughs> I really see the appeal. You really desperately don't want him to be right about anything. But <laughs> well, it, about this. I gotta give it up to Zuck. Oh man, when I hope we he, were kids, he's listening. When we were kids, school uniforms were supposed to be um terrifying, right? Like they're like all, all over media, school uniforms were like something you had to rebel against, mm-hmm. right? If you had to wear one. Um, I went to public school, so I didn't understand that, why everyone was freaking out. Um, I would have loved it. I would have loved to just have a thing that I could wear every day because every day was a struggle. <laughs> like, what am I going to get made fun of for today? Will it be Will it be my uh, ugly sneakers that, you know, got in a bargain bin? Will it be the shirt that doesn't fit me? Right. Uniforms are wonderful if you have a lot of other stuff going on which students do yeah i was always just getting made fun of because my pants zipped off into shorts and uh (laughs) people thought you know they make fun of you because you should have both but it was just sort of a practicality for me being poor growing up there's like this counts (laughs) both things and some i remember distinctly remember someone i don't want to say their name because i I don't know why but anyways they they even said you wore those as pants yesterday. You can't wear them as shorts today. And it uh, made me feel really sad. You know, the, the specificity with like middle school 
insults is uh it lingers yeah i i just just quick that um i um i had a lot of trouble because teachers thought i was dressing too provocatively but i didn't get to choose what i wore really so my basically my parents didn't understand that i needed like a bra or um shouldn't wear like old women's clothes which is what they would put on me so (laughs) (laughs) provocative old woman's clothes i've seen gardens if you're giving a 12-year-old clothes that a 28-year-old would wear or a, or um you know a 38-year-old whatever like yeah. what, that's wrong. They were they were styling themselves and giving me things they didn't want anymore. And so um it, it was really confusing <laughs> wearing like, you know, a dumbass uh like Macy's sweater that I shouldn't be wearing was that wasn't the provocative part, but like wearing a low cut yellow shirt, um, that like almost got sent home for, and they were like, you look great. (laughs) (laughs) You look amazing. Parents don't know shit about that stuff. They, yeah, think they would. Most parents don't mind. We're especially, uh, idiotic. (laughs) Yeah. I wore, uh, women's tennis shoes that I liked and I picked out, you know, I went to go like get mm-hmm. shoes at, yeah. at a place like shoe carnival or where it's barely shoes. Aren't there's no gender separation for shoes. It's sort of like a pile. Right. And I like <laughs> one shoes and I wore a them. Pile, pile. A the pile, pile. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I, even like very progressive for the nineties for them to just be a genderless shoe store, honestly, because they were really yeah. redlining that stuff at that point. And I liked the shoes and I wore them and two minutes into the first day of school, I have them two minutes in someone, some girl was like, those are girls shoes. And I was like, no, they're not. And she goes, that brand is all girls shoe brands. And then everyone started uh, uh, affirming her belief that, that it was uh, girls shoes. And then it was all anyone could talk about. And then there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. If it's 7:30 AM and people have found out what's wrong with you that day, that's yeah. going to be that you can't lunch doesn't yeah. save you. Nothing really saves you. And that was a horrible day. I still, think they were nice shoes, but uh. I still think <laughs> I've been thinking about this for years, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> I still think she made that up and, and there's no way she could have known that. <laughs> maybe, maybe she was confident. And you know what? That is also a lot of a yeah. bully's tactic is just uh, front facing confidence. Yeah. So either way, they, I, I went to a Catholic school and so we had not uniforms, but a dress code. Blue jeans weren't allowed, but black jeans were. And I had like this super off brand, uh, you know, sale rack from a local department store chain mm-hmm. brand of uh, black jeans. And the brand was XM, X AM. And the only reason I remember that is because uh, there was one guy who would give me shit every day for wearing them because they were an off brand jean. You know what I mean? And it's like, look, I'm. I'm <laughs> We're all growing up in the middle of nowhere on the Mississippi River. <laughs> Nobody here is a fashion plate. Nobody like just give me a fucking break, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and like he's still like if if I run into him now, he'd still bring it up. It's like remember when he used to make fun of you for wearing that brand of jeans? It's called XM. It's like yeah, why is it just because <laughs> you noticed it was different and could point it out and be like, look, different. <laughs> that is, I guess, all it is. I yeah. always, you know, it just someone's just bullying so they can feel less in less, control. Yeah, right? yeah control because they're insecure about uh, their XFM pants or whatever it is that they're wearing at that <laughs> given moment. They just they, their pants are even more off. I don't know more than one pant brand, anyways. Maybe now, right? 
There's Levi's. Yeah. Uh, and Dockers, then, uh, maybe? Dockers, that's right. That's the other one. The other someone, one. <laughs> someone who's kind of... Um, uh, I, I I don't think of as like oh that's a that's a stylish dude because I don't know them in person but um, someone I used to work with mentioned on their show that that they wear like AG jeans um, attorney general jeans yeah attorney general no, to the jeans I think but they're um, they're very expensive jeans that uh, are like three hundred dollars a pop and I was like what are you doing with those. You're, aren't you a father? Aren't you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have gotten like one nice pair. A friend of mine in New- when I lived in New York got a job as like a like a, a stylist for like one of those like app kind of things that sends you clothes. You know, like a curated the thing everything is now a curated weekly a box. box. Yeah, yeah. And she needed to test on someone. She's like, if you come down here, I can give you shirt and some pants for free as long as I look busy. Like something like that. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> I came down. She gives me the fanciest like jeans I've ever had. They were so comfortable like the first time I ever wore them. And then I didn't know how to wash them properly. And I Uh-oh. just washed them like regular clothes and Uh-oh. they changed color and got way too small and never ever fit again. And they're the only thing that um uh what is it called? The the place that buys like a consignment shop where you yeah. Second, yeah. they're the only thing I've ever taken into one of those that they ever paid me money for ever. Every other time I take stuff in, they look at it and they go, we can uh, donate it for you. If you <sighs> want to do Wait, like, after make, you, you know. wash them and they didn't fit anymore. They, someone still paid you money. Yes. Cause you just, I took in like a huge bag of clothes and then I hand them to them and all they wanted were these jeans. I figured they just saw the, brand and that they looked like they'd only been worn once and right. uh, uh took them and it was like like look we can give you eleven dollars for these wow dollars and i'm like Whoa. Oh, I'll take you. Whoa. <laughs> you hit the jackpot there um uh, yeah i my 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 really good friend elena she um she went to fashion school i don't know what, what do you call it she's a designer but she designs men's clothes and um uh, she turned me on to uh, something called Gary Graham uh, in New York, and all of us would go fucking insane for this guy's shit. Like we would, we would like punch each other in the face. Like we, uh, like one, once a year they would have a sample sale, um, and if you worked, if you volunteered, quote unquote, um, for this s- uh, store, you would get credit. And at the end of the day. Uh, me and a bunch of ladies would just walk out with bags of clothes that like, you know, uh, tights that were like $300 that yeah. I still hand wash with like expensive shampoo. Cause I'm terrified that I'll never, uh, <laughs> find clothes like that again. Right. You've like invested more money into the cleaning of them than if you yes. just had purchased them instead of volunteering there. And unsurprisingly, most of it's in, in my closet. I'm now too, uh, <laughs> too big to wear them quarantine weight no it's not quarantine weight it's natural it's 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 a beautiful process of the human <laughs> female body it's called aging and you <laughs> will never yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if you're if you ever happen to be a size four you probably won't be that again for the rest of your life so there's no point in hoarding <laughs> hand washed tights hand washed yeah size four dresses um <laughs> Hoping you'll get invited to an Emmy party. <laughs> you never know. Emmy party. It's only noon. There's time. 
I don't even know when the Emmys are. Did they happen this year already? I don't. I don't know. Well, I can't. I, I can't wear those dresses anymore. It doesn't matter. Um, anyway, yep. we've yeah. talked so much about clothes. None of us, I assume, are experts. No, <laughs> but we're not. Um, ex- that's this. The podcast about confidently putting something forward that you couldn't be less of an expert on. Yeah. Okay. So bullying. Bullying. No. No. <laughs> I'm an expert. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, that's maybe Zuckerberg's got all. What's there's like the. Maybe he's got it figured out. Not about anything else. Not about complicity in genocide, but about like, yeah, not spending a lot of time. I don't think we're recording, but you said the funniest thing is we're not fans of Facebook. I don't know why that's the funniest. Like to think that they have like, like yeah. people who would be like, we love Facebook so much. There are those <laughs> people who are still using it, and you know can. Uh, post their thoughts on there because they're not stand-ups or, or podcasters and, mm-hmm. and that's their outlet. Sure. Um, they can talk to their, you know, distant cousins or whatever. Like people love it. Yeah. There's still some hateful memes to post and that must feel good. <laughs> there's that. There's yeah. There's, there's not a lot of places to see photos of Ronald Reagan on a flaming Eagle with an American flag. <sighs> so it's a good thing that Facebook is still here to, uh, you know, get those sort of things to, for everyone can to, to, to do their own research. You know, yeah. that's what you really want is to be able to do your own research and, and figure out whether or not vaccines are, you know, I don't even want to fake say it yeah. and have it be a sound clip. I know. Uh, I checked my, I checked my uncle's Facebook wall um, about a year or two ago or something. And he, you know, he it is one of those uncles that I really liked growing up. And then Facebook, I think has uh, curdled him a little bit. And, yeah. uh, he, yeah, and I like went a, like a milk, like yeah, like a milk that's gone sour. Um, so he had been posting, you know, he was just bunch of, posting a bunch of these, you know, right wing memes, and there was one of like uh, California breaking off into the ocean, and was like, you know, like and like and share if you want this to happen, you know, and it's like <laughs> liked by like three guys, and I'm like, well, I hope that. <laughs> You know, awesome. ruining our friendship <laughs> and and family uh, familial feelings was worth that like from Rick Olps. <laughs> I don't know why that was so particularly funny because it is the the rift has like gotten so they there's sort of like six talking points and one of them is mm-hmm. that California is the worst place on earth and it is. Yeah unlivable and definitely not absolutely perfect weather 98% of the year Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and not, you know, the fourth largest economy in the entire world in one state (laughs) or the place where all the things they love were made. But it is that the California hate is such a funny talking point rooted in almost nothing that I see all of the time, all of the time. I, and then, and then, uh, as people who live in and love California, um, you know, you try to find an apartment and, and, and boy, do your fists shake at the sky, you know, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, you know, it's a frustrating love hate relationship. I would say if you live here, right. Once the fires start, you're not going like, you're not singing the California song, you know, you're not celebrating California day, whatever we're supposed to be. (laughs) I always, yeah, I think that, and I, there's that, the, 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 whether it's the fires or the, you know, just the general cost, the sort, and then I spend time, like I go on the road and like, I was in like, and it's, I love a lot of people there, but I'm in like 
Birmingham, Alabama, which is almost like a cartoonish example to bring up here. But then you go, (laughs) and I was there sort of early on when shows were getting back into it. They've never heard of a pandemic. They're just screaming at you the whole time. They're screaming roll tide at you the entire time. And then you have to be like, I don't know what's happening. And they're talking about college football. And you, it is like, uh, it is such a completely different world that I'm just like, well, even if it was $50 a year, I would be hard pressed to want to like put roots here just based on how my two days have been. Like it is, it, it is such a, Different, it's almost like a whole different world that, that where you yeah. I can drive like five hours and be in a whole different world or something like that in like parts of Arizona. It feels like feel disconnected and kind of crazy. That perspective is very enviable. Yeah. <laughs> I went uh I I traveled to Kentucky uh in the middle of June. And that was about the time that like California was reopening, and it was also like you know, you don't need a mask if you're vaccinated and you go to an indoor place and stuff like that. But like when I was traveling through like Indiana, Kentucky, Illinois, that area, it was just it felt like it didn't feel like the sort of like, oh, we're going to we're we're taking the masks off or rejoining society again. It just kind of felt like, uh, yeah, OK, you know. I guess you've been doing that, you know, like right. it really felt like they have not been worried about it. They've been hanging out in their houses. They've been doing all the same shit that the, everybody else that we know has been too afraid to do because they'll drop dead, you know, of COVID. They have relatives or even people they don't know that they might worry about, you know, that's what yeah. prevented me from wanting I, I grew up in Missouri and it's, it's, it was a pretty, uh, um, it's like the epitome of, well, we just really don't talk about that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Like those yeah. places that are like, I don't, we're not, I'm not very political. And so, I don't know, you got a yeah. MAGA flag on your truck. Like, I don't know if you're not very, and it's, it's like now Missouri has <laughs> become almost like a cartoonish political place, yeah. whether it's like their state centers, all this sort of stuff and backwards. Where, where, uh, where are you from in Missouri? Like outside of Kansas city. Oh, okay. On the other yeah. side of the state. Cause I grew up, uh, I grew up on the other side of the river from Hannibal. Quincy? Yeah. All right. Ah, get away. <laughs> there you go. There I'm, you go. I'm familiar. I had a, 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 an ex in college. She was from Quincy. So I've spent some time in the not quite Mark Twain capital of the world. <laughs> but I don't know. It, I don't even hate these places. I liked a lot about Alabama. I liked yeah. people. They were very nice. It's just sort of like everyone's like basing, Facebook especially, is like people just basing the stuff they hate off stuff they don't experience and they're just like yeah, ah, yeah. i know i hate california it's they yes look at this meme so that's my belief <laughs> is the meme because look at the meme says i hate it and it is if i share that i i feel nice if someone thumbs it or whatever and that's exactly th- real, thumbs it. real quick though last time i was on facebook probably was like five six years ago um and people were sharing the uh california should secede meme which is the flip version of that, right? Um, when Trump was elected, people were like, this is the time for California to secede. <laughs> like, yeah. You idiots. Um, you want them to have an excuse 
to shoot at you. (laughs) (laughs) You want them to invade us and then have all the resources that we're so proud of. Right. And I mean, the moment California secedes and becomes its own state, Silicon Valley is now a walled off hub and uh, uh, we'll be living by its complete own rules. And if California turned into a bunch of states, it would just be the same problems have happening within because the state's so insanely politically diverse which I don't think people realize just because the number right. is so large. But yeah. if, if this state was divided up into states, it would just be the same problems. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I had an uncle who was like, there was that, uh, that movement to break California up into three separate states. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I remember that. And my, yeah. My uncle was like, yeah, is there any traction going on with that? I'm like, no, no, absolutely not. Because uh, it doesn't make any fucking sense why we would hand, you know, two senators to the <laughs> Inland Wait, Empire. Like, what but, the fuck? I mean, how many states? Because if it's like three, it might just even out. It, it was sort of like nor- Northern California. It, like, it was almost like a Bay dominated, a Southern California dominated, and uh coastless dominated yeah. state. I think, they were gonna, I think it would just even out. They were going to stick uh, San Francisco and Los Angeles into one state. And then oh, that makes the rest absolutely of it no is sense. Two Right. And like a San Diego's. The thing that I thought was so funny about it was this is clearly just like a pipe dream meme on the internet. And still within it, the rich people were like walling off the water to themselves. Like that's what everyone found out. They're like, well, if we divided these states up, you look here, uh, Silicon Valley, owns the water distribution in California and like, well, we already so great. So Nestle somehow can get all of the, you know, it, it you saw, yeah. it, like, I can't even believe this meme has become like corporately loaded and, and it's just a, a fake thing on the, I don't know if there's any actual political traction to it or if it was like one state rep yelling in, in a building I've never been to, <laughs> oh, but no, I think, you know, but what we could remember when Facebook was just like, when, Okay, we don't have to talk about it. It just feels good. Sure, sure. It's we can, a, talk, about we can talk, talk about it. Let's talk about it. Not. When it was fun, you when Facebook was fun. Say is, it would be like Kyler's is, and then you'd have to write yeah. after the word is, and you'd be like, is, yeah. hello, everybody. Or like, that's the funny thing to do because you don't yeah. make it a real sentence. All the guy wanted to do was rate women on their physical attractiveness, and now mm-hmm. he's ending the world. Is it? Mm-hmm. What is yeah. the slope? What, that what it, but that that's makes a, total sense to me. That's all. That's how I thought. Civilization would end some dude's horniness. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, just like Rome. And just like Rome. Just like uh You get a guy who's too horny. Yeah. Ruins everything. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's do the script. But I could talk. It is, yeah. We get, we'll talk about the movie stuff. But let, let's get into your you having never seen the Social Network. This okay. is um, one of the movies we talk a lot on this podcast about movies that didn't win Best Picture that sort of still become like the more memorable movies. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the ones I think of when I think about stuff like that. This didn't win a ton of awards. Maybe it won 
Aaron Sorkin something. I don't quite remember, but it, 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 uh, is now sort of like, uh, one of the defining movies of that decade. Sure. I can't remember if this came out in 2010 or 2011, but it's become like the most, what started as like a joke. Like, I can't believe they're making a movie about Facebook turned into like, I, Oh my God, they made a movie that's winning awards about Facebook that has now turned into a Facebook's gotten so much worse that movies dated already. Like it, yeah. it, it he's like people, they're like, oh, the movie made me not hate that guy completely. Oh, He's really? so much worse. <laughs> we'll do the script and we'll talk about sort of it's this is one movie I've seen. I haven't seen a lot of movies three times, but I think I've seen this movie three times before. So wow. it was hyped up a lot too. I mean, a lot of what is in here is stuff that I remember from all the hype uh, around this movie, like <laughs> and was, all of our frustration with that too. <laughs> the state <laughs> well, of so, the world. Uh cast however you'd like to cast it up. Um, okay. I'll note up here a second. I um I think Kyle, mm-hmm. uh, you will do stage. Okay. Um. Also, uh, nerd number one. Also, Sean Parker, aka Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And then Adam, you will be Mark Zuckerberg. Okay. Uh, you will be nerds. Uh. Two and four. Okay. Um, you will also be Professor Idiot. Okay. And one of the uh, Winkle Boss One twins. of the Winkle Bosses, okay. And you'll take the other roles. Yes, I will. I don't, I don't know. How, should I announce all the... I'll, no, I'll it's some okay. Of, I'll be some of the... Okay, <laughs> great. We, we want some mystery. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, some reveals, some entrances. Uh, all right. You ready? Here we yes. go. The Social Network. Interior, Facebook offices, day. I forgot who I was already. Sorry. I got to pull it up. Okay. There we go. Sorry. Okay. Facebook offices, day. Mark Zuckerberg, a young man wearing a dingy gray hoodie he clearly sleeps and bathes in, walks down the sterile hallways of Facebook headquarters with the intensity of a syphilitic Al Capone. He is flanked by about 20 millennial nerds, all of whom use upspeak when addressing him. Oh, this, oh Mark Big news. Facebook is now the richest company in the world. Mark, I have Bill and Hillary Clinton on the line for you. Mark, we officially just hit 1 billion users on Facebook. Mark, you're officially like um, the richest man on the planet. Mark is unmoved by all of the great news. He is stuck in full-on genius mode. He makes a sharp left turn into an office and slams it shut carelessly, like a genius do. Interior, Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook office day continuous. A poster on the wall reads, caution, genius at work. It depicts a little stick figure with a giant brain whacking a computer with a shovel. With the door (laughs) shut, Mark leans his back against a wall, closes his eyes, and breathes in deeply. Close up, Mark's face, his nostrils flare. His eyes open and look straight into the camera lens. You're probably wondering how I got here. Well, it's a really long story. It's full of boring details, crammed with lots of technical jargon that would go over your stupid head. My story is absolutely stuffed with repellent characters who get everything that they want and face, low co- and face no consequences. And it goes a little something like this. Slow fade to black, the Fincher special. Title card, The Social Network, Lower Third, 2004. Exterior, Harvard University campus day. A limousine pulls up to the curb. A rich dude gets out of there. 
This is a fake out. A longer limousine pulls up to the curb. Mark Zuckerberg, obviously 18 based on his posture and slightly thicker hair, slumps out. A hot girl approaches. Welcome to Harvard, Mark. I'm your hot girl liaison. I don't go to school here. I'm paid to make you feel special. Your presence is sufficient. Are you a Borg drone like on Star Trek? Negative. I'm just a genius boy who's going to do a lot of smart things here at Harvard. Remind me to put you on my women judging website. What are you talking about? You'll see. You'll all see. Mark Zuckerberg shakes his fist at the most prominent Harvard building. Slow fade to black. Lower third, two months later. Interior, Harvard University, day. Mark Zuckerberg stares into the middle distance, brooding with unrealized genius. He sits at his desk in the lecture hall. Hot girl number one, plus several of her other hot girls, plus some unhot classmates, sit a few rows ahead of him. They turn to face Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg, I don't know if it's really working out for you here. You're not going to classes. You don't go to parties. You just hang out in your room writing algorithms all day. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, Harvard is America's number one party school. How come you're so, so anti-social? Yeah, you need to be more social. I am social, just in a different way than you. Mark Zuckerberg, you can't be social with just a high-speed internet connection. Mark Zuckerberg suddenly focuses attention on classmate number two. Yes, I can. Mark Zuckerberg, there is absolutely no way that you're going to replace human friendships with computers. You're so dumb, Mark Zuckerberg. Your dreams will never come true, Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) The classmates laugh to themselves as they leave Mark Zuckerberg alone in the lecture hall. You love to judge me. How about I judge you? Slow fade to black. Over third. (laughs) 2005, end of the semester. Interior, Professor Idiot's office, day. Professor Idiot slams a paper down in front of Mark Zuckerberg. It has a big, fat F written on it with red Sharpie. Quick recast. I'm sorry, Mark Zuckerberg. I'm failing you in my website pitching class. (laughs) I don't understand this idea at all. You plan to rate women based on hotness level and the domain name is taken from Harvard University's directory of new students that includes photographs and contact information? Why would anyone want to use it? You're clearly an idiot. Yes, I am. (laughs) I am a proud idiot. I come from a great lineage of idiots. Why, my ancestor, Stanley Elihu Idiot, is one of the first settlers to step foot on this land. My great-great-grandfather, Lowell Halsbeck Idiot, was the inventor of the doorstop. And me... I worked my way up from nothing to become a dean of this important school for rich people making. For now. Once my website takes off, I'll buy this school and I'll have you fired. You plan to purchase Harvard University? That's right. With my Women's Faces Book website. Can, can, 
could I at least see what you built so far? Mark Zuckerberg opens up a thick-ass laptop with a noisy fan. On screen in a web browser window, a site says, Women's Faces Book Temp Title in 72-point impact font. Below is an animated gif of a stick man hitting a computer with a shovel with the caption, Caution, genius at work. Fade to black. Lower third, 2006. Interior old Facebook offices, day. Mark Zuckerberg presides over a sea of young programmers and hot women. Okay, everybody. Welcome to the first best day of the rest of your pointless <laughs> lives. You're all here because you're smart, and I'm a genius, and we're going to make a website. Yay! First order of business. I hired a guy from Napster because he's a crazy-ass messy bitch like me. <laughs> he loves drama. He's my boy. He's Sean Parker. And before you ask, he is a great singer and dancer, but that won't come up. Sean Parker, played by Justin Timberlake, raises his hand. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm loving it. Okay, great. <laughs> Meeting over. Return to your labor. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Interior hipster bar in California night. Hey, Mark Zuckerberg, give me what I don't know. Say something. Tell me about AO technology. Our technology is simple. We're ripping off MySpace, but calling it the Facebook. And instead of rating friends, you're rating hot chicks. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> one note regarding the name, though. Just name it Facebook. It's cleaner. A Facebook? Facebook. It's cleaner. Okay. What about Faces Books? Facebook. It's cleaner. Okay. But what about myefacebook.net.biz? <laughs> Interior Mark's apartment. Faces Books is the funniest word I've ever seen written down. <laughs> Interior Mark's apartment night. He's sleeping. Slow fade to... <laughs> Lower third, 2007. Interior hipster bar in California. Day. Wow. Facebook just made $1,000. That's pretty cool, right? $1,000 isn't cool. You know what's cool? $10,000? Keep going. Tens of thousands of dollars? Keep going. Um, hundreds of thousands of dollars? Keep going. <laughs> thousands of thousands of dollars no, no i'll tell you what's cool millions of thousands of dollars wow that is pretty cool can i really <laughs> can i really use my website to make that much thousand yeah <laughs> wow i really am a genius doors to the facebook offices fly open and in walk the winklevoss twins Mark Zuckerberg! You stole our idea! For a website! That lets you judge women! We want our money, Mark Zuckerberg! And we want it now! Or we'll eat you alive! And not in the litigious sense! We will literally consume your flesh! We will gnaw your bones! We will eat your brains to gain your knowledge! Face us, Mark Zuckerberg! Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> emerges from his office. He's it's just so fun to think about Army Hammer being both of those people. He <laughs> stares down the Winklevosses as he says, Facebook employees circle around the trio anticipating a bloodbath. Sean Parker emerges from the crowd. 
Cry me a river, Winklevoss twins. If you're going <laughs> to step up to my boy Mark, then I'm going to rock your body. It'll be a TKO and you'll be dead and gone because what goes around comes around. <laughs> the twins give each other a look with perfect twin synchronicity, synchronicity, a.k.a. twin chronicity. They button their blue sport coats and turn to leave. You got lucky, Mark Zuckerberg. But next time, you won't be so lucky. The twins cackle maniacally as they exit. (laughs) (laughs) The doors of the Facebook offices close themselves. Everyone in the building feels a sudden chill and emptiness. Slow fade to black. Lower third, 2009. Exterior, Harvard University Day. Before a packed audience of graduating students, Professor Idiot, wearing a ceremonial dunce cap in honor of his ancestors, (laughs) addresses the students. And you, the class of 2009, you have the distinction of being the last graduating class of Harvard University. As you might have read on Facebook, former Harvard student Mark Zuckerberg has purchased Harvard University to turn it into the new faces to turn it into the new offices for Facebook headquarters. And here to give the keynote address, your supreme leader, Mark Zuckerberg. Thank you, Professor Idiot. You're fired. And Mm. thank you, class of 2009. Now, please, vacate the premises effective immediately. You are all trespassing. Goodbye. Slow fade to motherfucking black. Lower third, 2010. Interior, Mark Zuckerberg's Harvard Facebook office day. Mark Zuckerberg is still leaning against a wall in his Facebook office, which was formerly the office of Professor Idiot. You, you didn't realize this before at the beginning of the movie. A few of Professor Idiot's personal effects are even still decorating the office, which you should have noticed, but you didn't because you don't pay attention to stuff like that. You're here for the story, not the cool riddles. Mark Zuckerberg mopes over to his desk, which is covered in disgusting old computers. Well, now you know my story. It was really hard to make Facebook. It was really tough. I didn't graduate college. I had to rename the website. I almost got eaten by cannibal twins. And there was a lot of coding I had to do, which was too boring for this movie. <laughs> I did achieve my dream of making a website where all women are mercilessly. <laughs> I did achieve my dream of making a website where all women are mercilessly judged and harassed. Was it worth it? Who knows? Maybe my website will be used to judge and harass a female presidential candidate one day. Maybe a bunch of Moldovian t- teens can make a quick buck. Well, a boy can only dream. Oh, that's right. I'm still in my 20s at this point. Doesn't that make you want to puke? That's why I'm the genius and you're the poor rube that spent $15 to watch the story of my life while you eat popped corns. Fuck you. Don't fuck with me. I know where you live. I know who your family is and I know what kind of porn you look at. Yeah, maybe I was a bit of an idiot in my late teens. Who wasn't? You certainly were dumb enough to give me all of your personal data at that age. So, like I said, don't fuck with me. I'll fucking melt your brain. I'll use personally curated propaganda to reprogram everyone you love. I'll destroy your support system. I'll imprison you in a bubble of your own bad thoughts. You judge me, I judge you. Here's a status update, fool. Welcome to hell. Now piss off. Fade to black. The end. For civilization. <laughs> uh, <laughs> didn't didn't not nail it. I guess if I were <laughs> <laughs> didn't not nail it. Did not not nail it. A new podcast. Uh, only I w- on Star didn't Podcast. Didn't not not nail it. 
Uh, yeah, I think we could do that as well. This. <laughs> it's just, see, we're. Uh, the dialogue was a little bit. Uh, uh, you kind of nailed it. You kind of did. That's kind of how everyone <laughs> talks real fast. Everyone is saying all this stuff. Uh, I, there's no way Sean Parker is actually as charismatic as his character is in this movie. There's yeah. absolutely no possible. I, did, I hadn't seen a picture of Sean Parker ever in my life. Um, because who, why would I have? And <laughs> then I did, you know, at some point thinking about this movie and you look it up and you're just like, how was he mad about this? About his representation. Everyone was. Everyone was mad about their, how would you be mad if they were like, tell you what, we found the best possible thing you could ever think you look like. And they're also mm -hmm. more charismatic than you. And they're going to make you look better than you actually are. Yeah. Pre-cannibal army hammer. You're going to be that guy. You're going to be who is just the hottest person. But right. it's like Justin Timberlake, who's probably one like sexiest man of the year from that magazine. I just, he probably has at some point. It's yeah. like yeah. pre us knowing anything about these actors, you're going to be portrayed by people we all agree are the best possible physical and verbal representation of you. And then they all didn't like it. But I if, think it's all those actors were, you know, on the original Facebook if if that website rated hot actors, right? They would have all been up up top. Even yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, but I'm trying. It's such a crazy thing because I do like the movie so much, but then you talk about it, and it is not. There's no way to talk someone into. You're like, no, it's good. They a lot of the dialogue is court depositions. Why is that? It, you know, that's not a good. None of there's no <laughs> selling point to the movie to make anyone want to see it. Other than like if you like David Fincher or something like that. Sure. Um, the music's interesting. Trent Reznor, I think, did the music and it's like fun, interesting scores. I don't know. The, it feels very weird to watch now. You saw it three times. I've seen what it a couple points I saw, like, in, in your theaters. life. I yeah. saw, you know, maybe another time in it, when it was recently out on DVD or something. And then I saw it like last year. And you watch mm -hmm. it now and it feels so weird because the story doesn't like end but you're just like it's like if right. the story's about someone like making pinocchio but he never comes to life in the movie you're just like he's done making his puppet at the end and you're like oh there's the puppet and you, then in real life the puppet has been alive for 10 years or something like that They're like well that's what the story should be is how yeah. the puppet ruined the world uh, ha <laughs> had we been at that point when the movie was released though I no, don't right. think it was, it wasn't quite to this, um, the extent of, uh, uh, you know, being the facilitator of, of, of dangerous propaganda and, and like overthrowing governments. Maybe it was, and I just wasn't aware of it. And like, but like also like letting genocides organize and the things that the website like does now that are these yeah. absolutely yeah. horrific things. I, I think the point it came out was like, it's funny cause you can put your, uh, re your relationship status in it. You know, it was like mm. there were, I don't even know. There wasn't even chat. I don't think at the time or like these no, yeah. things that seem to be what it exists for now, but it was still um, not useful. Like, I don't know. It just feels like so, it doesn't, it feels so watching it last year. I was just like, this is even at the end of it, you, they're, tr they're not trying to like redeem this guy, but he, you're sort of like, oh, he just kind of wanted this little thing, you know, he didn't want this. Did guy they make it? Did they make it about like a, a like a financial squabble? Was that the? 
Yeah, it was kind of uh, the creation of the website in flashbacks and then the court depositions of him and Andrew Garfield and um, Army Hammers and um, Army's Hammers. I don't know the plural. <laughs> um, Army Hammi. And it was like the, but, and they're just reading because they're all terrible. So, you know, it's like a slightly fictionalized backstory and then actual court depositions. And you're just like, there's no way someone would be talking like this. And then you find out, oh, this is just the word for word what this guy said. (laughs) But I don't know. It's, you know. Was it it not a, 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 like, was it not portrayed as a warning of like, here's what this thing is. And here's oh, not in any is. capacity. I don't think it was more like a, uh, Oh, this guy kind of got away with lifting this IP that he was working on. And now it's so big. He's just going to settle out of court. But I wonder if his ex-girlfriend will realize that he m- wished he was nicer to her on a date or something like that. Like it ends with him, like friend requesting his ex is actually oh, gross. Yeah. Really? Yeah. We were we were listening to KCRW this morning, and they were talking about Disney and the guy whose name I don't remember. The one of iWorks. Ub iWorks. Yeah. Um. Uh. Good old Ub. He. Um. He. You know. Everyone is saying like, "Oh, he's a genius. He did everything. He created. He Mickey created Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. He also was able to uh, animate in two weeks. Yeah, he animated something that a team would take months to do. Yeah, the first Mickey Mouse short he animated himself by hand. Um, and uh, where's Up World? Um, yeah, we're not going to get it. And people, even knowing that, people knowing that Disney was terrible, will still be like, "I love Disney. I love Disney Plus. I'll sign up for anything." Marvel's owned by Disney now. Isn't that great? Like, they're it's just going to be like. Welcome to Zuckerberg land. And, well, and yeah, but your- that's the, that's the difference though. I think that is actually essential is that Walt Disney had a charisma and a talent for storytelling that he does then turn into like, well, the story of me is this, but Mark Zuckerberg is anti charisma. He just, when you see him in person, you see like, it looks like uh, an alien or a robot trying to behave like a human being and a human adult. You know what I mean? He just you say that, but it's so stiff and but, weird, but it's the age of the genius nerd, right? So what we find a charismatic now, because we grew up on, you know, um, Harrison Ford <laughs> and that's our idea of a charismatic man. Um, the, in the future, Zuckerberg could be the charismatic Oh, yeah. Maybe it's not the charisma that people are like latching onto. It's the uh, like I don't think Elon Musk is a charismatic person. No. I think he's just sort it's of like myth. a uh, yeah. He's just uh, cannot get alignment from the pe- people that he's looking for it from. Like the people who yeah. like would say, you know, well he earned that he did this. His, his he gets alignment from his fans. It's not like the same as like a BTS fan or something like that, where they're like yeah. latching onto this idea. He's just, he's not, you know, I think he probably thinks he's charismatic. I don't think Zuckerberg probably thinks he's very, well, I don't know that weird uh, thing. He ran for president. Picture- Mark Zuckerberg ran okay. for president. Here's a, here's a mental exercise. Picture Alexander the great in your mind right now. Do you have any proof? He looks like the statue that you've envisioned in your mind <laughs> okay. with the blonde curls on a, on a, riding an elephant. I have to be honest with you. I pictured Mark Zuckerberg dressed like Alexander the Great because okay. he was in my head, but it doesn't feel too far off from the actual Alexander the Great statue. Fair enough. Sure. Fair enough. Um, 
I'm just saying that in the future they could just rewrite what he looks oh, like. Fo- photo- Photoshop the Photoshop the existing footage, deep fake it, whatever. I guess. I For mean, all anyone cares, he looked like um I don't know who's handsome. He looked like Adam. He looked like <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. Please. He's a handsome Jesse. Jesse. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> I so you say deep fake. I am so incredibly paranoid about deep fakes. I was listening to like a podcast uh, uh, driving to Arizona and back, like a lot, you know, one of those series things. And they were talking a little bit about how internally Facebook doesn't want to take any responsibility for any of these things. You know, like, what is this? What is it? What is that sort of thing? And they're just having all these meetings and some of them are talking about deep fakes and they're talking about, well, don't sift any of these out because uh, people will watch them, hope it, whether or not to see if they're deep fakes and then they'll rewatch them and we can run more ads. And then they'll like, just like, these are good. And they none of them could tell the difference between I'm for a country that like can't tell the difference between what websites are news or not. I'm so incredibly afraid of a basic moving Photoshop. Yeah. You know, when it was uh, terrifying for me is when they were doing branded like New York times articles or whatever, when that, oh when that was happening and you knew, you knew immediately this was going to be the point where where everything falls to pieces, where nobody knows what's real and what isn't. For, it set the it, stage yeah. so perfectly just because they wanted to write op-ed pieces mm-hmm. about products you can buy yeah. and make it look like an article. Looking, looking back, when we look back on history, one of the great heroes will be Kim Kardashian, who had was the reason that they had to make... Legally, you have to say something's an ad on Instagram now if it isn't advertised for something because she was just doing like this integrated sponsored content stuff. And it was like people she was the example used when they passed whatever legislation that uh, is you have to now say if something's going to be an ad. Maybe it was one of the other Kardashians. I'm not deciphering between them. I mean, look, I love them infinitely more than Mark Zuckerberg. And hey, they're bringing this so now at least you have to have that. Yeah. But those sponsored mm-hmm. things when they were like in the newspaper and at the very little, you know how little people skim things. If in the yeah. headline, it doesn't say the word ad, no one's going to pay attention. And now I feel tricked sometimes watching a whole video. And then at the end, they're holding a Kit Kat or something. And I was like, I thought oh. I was just watching a kid on a trampoline. And it's not, mm-hmm. it's like an ad for something. It, it all, yeah. it, it all doesn't feel real anymore. And now commercials are very good. They're very funny. Yeah, because all everyone who thought they were going to write for you know Saturday's Night Live um, are are in marketing. Well, yeah. and even if they are, uh, they're also integrating things into that show. So um, you know, yeah, everything is an ad now. Because, uh, that's okay. But hey, you know, <laughs> no, if you guys not, Kyle, if you guys terrible. like ads, uh, check out. Uh, megaphone.f no i don't know who does ads for the podcast but this would be a perfect time for me to try and sell bidets or something like that (laughs) and we'll be right back after this ad for (laughs) better help i don't even know if we have an ad break but if we do brendan do it right now Okay, I don't know if there's going to be an ad there, but <laughs> more important. I hope everyone ha- likes um, stamps.com. Uh, now they're getting free ones just making fun of ads. They, they become ubiqu- ubiquitous with podcast ads. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, For sure. Here we go. Got us. We're going to get into some games. You guys listened to one episode of the podcast. Were there any games on oh, that? Oh yeah, at least one. At least one. At least at least half of one for sure. Ooh. <laughs> no, we do our, we do our research. We do Your our show's research. great. Calm down. Uh, 
I would I wouldn't be okay. It'd be okay if you did. This first game we're gonna play is called Before Get and Afters. Ready to play you find before my, and afters. My your before and afters. How this game works is two movies have been smushed together into one movie. Mm-hmm. I will read you the smushed together plot. You have to tell me the smushed together movie title. Some examples would be Saving Private Silverman, Wolf of Wally Street, Fargo, uh, all over the place, right? Million Dollar Boss Baby. There's a lot of them you can do. That one uh, I would watch now that I say it out loud. Uh, <laughs> Fargo say, is too good. Fargo is is sort of like a peak of what they are at. Um, yeah. I like that one a lot. None of them today are as good as any of the examples. Otherwise, they would have been used already and had been the examples. But I think they're pretty tough. You are more than welcome to work together or just shout them out if you know the answer. It's up to you. Okay. And are you ready for your first one here? Yes. Here we go. A mulleted redneck in search of his parents is dying and decides to hurl himself into a flaming mountain. Uh, Joe Dirt versus the volcano. Right, yeah, he's good at these. I'm just gonna, present. I'm just gonna offer moral support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. Number two: A paralyzed marine links his brain into a vessel and falls for an alien humanoid, and must accompany her and her family on a road trip in his prized Lincoln Navigator. <sighs> Oh boy, because one of them is Avatar. Oh, the Lincoln Navigator. Trying to think of, fuck. Avatar, Avatar goes to college. Avatar two. Avatar goes to college. (laughs) Well, we got four. We got four Avatar sequels that that, that should have came out five years ago. You're right. Yeah. Eventually, he's going to live in the Avatar James Cameron's Avatar world for the rest of his life. I think. Yeah, if he keeps working on it. Yeah. Maybe Avatar is the last part of the title. Yeah, Little Miss Avatar. No, Lincoln Navigator. Driving a, is it? No, but Little Miss Sunshine is a good one. If where she goes to space and okay. <laughs> I'm writing these other ones down. Little Miss Solaris. Um, <laughs> the Lincoln Navigator. Fuck, I don't know, Kyle. Can we get another? You're looking book? for. Avatar, we there yet? Avatar, we there yet? Are we there yet? Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Is it appropriate? All right, this last well, one, even worse. I would say one of the worst ones that's ever been written down um, of two of a movie no one remembers and a movie everyone remembers. Here we go. An orphan girl's quest to find a family takes her across country in a race to get revenge and outrun the bounty on her head. Oh, okay. So Annie's definitely. Annie, right? Bounty on her head. Uh, a race across the country. That's not what Cannonball Run is, is it? No, no, no. Cannonball Run, they're just racing. Okay. Um, Rat Race, they're just racing. Because uh, Canny Ball Run would be great. Can Canny oh, Ball Run? Writing it down. Um. Uh. Bounty on her head. It's, uh, John John Wick's not involved. Um, <laughs> orphan family cross country murder trip. Is it death race three thousand? No. This one is one of the hardest ones I think we've ever had. Uh, here Gosh. we go. We're looking for and need for speed. And need, and need for, for speed. And need okay. for speed. You remember Need for Speed, the movie no. we all. 
remember and talk about no, all the time. I forgot yeah. about it. Is it yeah. a sequel of Speed Two? <laughs> it is. I don't. I think it's. I never saw a Need for Speed, but I think it's based on a video game, and I think it's like Aaron Paul right after Breaking Bad was sort of. Oh yes, yeah, I remember. Like a Fast and the Furious ish type mm. of thing. But there just we go. Drinking Bushmills in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and could just it's, he only he is in sepia tone with Elijah Wood. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. The next game we're going to play is called Build the Perfect Movie. Build the Perfect Movie. How this game works is you will be competing against each other. You will have you will get a category and you'll have to pick two movies from that category whose Rotten Tomatoes score adds up to as close to 100 as possible without going over. So price is right rules oh, apply. I'll give nice. you a category. You'll each pick a movie. We'll review the scores, and then you'll each pick your second movie, hoping to get as close to 100 as possible without going over. Um, today, okay. the category, we're going to try and do the perfect movie based on any real events, as loose as you want to be with that. So in the spirit of the social events. network being loosely based on reality, anything based on any real events in any capacity, mm-hmm. this will be... Uh, so we'll take turns. Adam, you'll pick first. Anna, you'll pick second. And then we'll review and pick our scores after that. And I got a little bit. We'll even loop a little background sound while we're thinking here. Yeah. Based on a real story. I will tell you the most often used strategy is to go as low as possible with your first one. And then. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm trying All to the think movies of I can think of are probably higher scored because I don't know movies. <laughs> so if I've heard of them. <laughs> if they've made it to like your orbit, they they're probably getting some attention. Oh, I've got one. All right, J. Edgar. Uh. Okay, J. Edgar. Oh yeah, those Leonardo DiCaprio really hadn't won an Oscar yet. Yeah, he's trying to. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, uh, you know, I'm at a disadvantage here, but let's go with. Uh, is Annie Get Your Gun a movie? <laughs> it's a musical. I, I think it's a movie musical, yeah. But it's based on... Annie Oakley. Annie Oakley. Uh, yep, it it is, a, it is a movie. Okay. All right, you want to go with Annie Get Your Gun? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Let's review our scores. Oh, so actually. random, even for me. That's way Jay too Edgar, random. 43%. Wow. Forty-three percent. You're looking for a fifty-seven. You're looking for fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. Annie, get your gun. I have to enable ads for Rotten Tomatoes. Here we go. One hundred percent. Uh oh. <laughs> it is a one hundred percent. It is a perfect movie. Okay. Eleven reviews. Um. Oh well, there you go. It's a one hundred percent. It's going to be tough. You're going to have to find a movie that's zero percent or less. So going in, you're going to want to look for. Think about that. The worst movie you've ever possibly thought of, and could it possibly potentially in any capacity be based on a real thing? Um, and Adam, you need a fifty-seven. Yeah, fifty-seven. Come on. And so, uh, Adam, you have more to make up, so you'll be picking first. <laughs> sure do. Uh, boy, I'm trying to think of other movies based on real life events that uh, just stunk. Uh, big flops. Uh, boy. I can't believe we're going through it with this. <laughs> <laughs> there's got, there's some zero. You know, I'm going to see there's, I think, like, 
40 movies that are there's a zero percent movie yeah. based on a real thing that i can think of right now that came out three years ago oh. um oh gosh what are what what's Stop really struggling. Movie? You've already won. i can't think of no i can't think i have to at least say another movie that's based on another movie we could have a both over or real life yeah, I could go yeah, over. Price is right. If, oh, if I guess you go no- over, I also go over. Okay. Well, there's I'm trying no- to win. I'm trying to win real hard. Uh, he needs this. I really need a win. Um, I crushed him crushed in me. Injustice last night. It's a video game. Playing. You know Injustice? I didn't want to play. Injustice where the DC characters every, all fight everyone. each other? Oh, no. Yeah, she's really good. She's I, really good. I'm really good. And I. he needs to win this or otherwise, you know. Who do you play as an injustice? I play random because I'm that good. No, you play Poison Ivy a lot. I played her a couple of times and then I was like, this is too easy. I want to say, I'm going to just throw this out here. I know I'm going to lose with this because I think it. this movie won an award or something, accolades or something. Monster? What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just thinking of real life movies. I'm gonna guess how movies much, based on real people. It's an eighty seven percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. That's eighty seven percent movie. All right. <laughs> Literally the only movie I could come up with that I thought might have a chance of not being good. Anna, do you have a zero percent ch- guess here? Based on a real movie that I've heard of. I'd have a, I'd have a better chance of making one up and hoping it was real. <laughs> do that. That might be a good strategy. All right. Because if it doesn't come up, that's a 0% rate. All right. Uh, 2016. Okay. The movie 2016. The sequel. The sequel to, uh, oh, we're looking for 2016 uh, is a 2012 American political documentary by right wing author and political commentator Dinesh D'Souza. This could be a zero. A zero. Uh, (laughs) You might have gotten it. You might have backed your way into. It's too hard to even search it on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, I mean. Wow. Okay, I'm going to find it. Here we go. So J. Edgar is a 43%. Monster mm. is an 81%. Oh. Wow. That's pretty close. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm willing to give it to her. On, oh, on- 2016 is a 26%. You could have picked his other movie, Death of a Nation, which is a zero. Uh, (laughs) Hillary's America, which is a four. America (laughs) is an eight. He combined all of his movies combined. You would have lost this game still. Okay. But our combined scores, I, 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 do yeah, based on the scores, who wins? Who's the low? Who, who's even if we just get rid of the going over thing? Yeah. A hundred. Um, well, Adam, you still won because you're at 124, and you're oh, at just sweet you know, with yours, with your hundred and your twenty. What is oh, the movie's called? 2016. This, you know, I don't even want to talk about it. He doesn't even get to be on here anymore. The movie you could have picked that is a zero percent is Gotti. Gotti with John Travolta. Oh my Gotti! Zero percent. Oh wow! Um, Forgot about Gotti. Which I think is the movie with the most reviews to be at a zero. Because it's like in like, you know, everyone was watching this movie when it came out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, I did a good job. 
I yes. did a good job. I think you did. Impossible odds. Inveden- I don't know what. How did I didn't know 100% films existed. I would assume somebody didn't like the musical based on Annie Oakley. <laughs> adapted into film. I guess not since blogging has been invented, right. It's pro- you got. I think it had like 12 reviews. That was the thing. It was just there were there was one film reviewer per city with a million people back then, mm-hmm. and so they were just like they liked it because they were like, can you believe they? It's in color. Wow. <laughs> thumb, thumb up. Thumb up for me. Uh, all right. Our last game we're gonna play is a game called Guess What Movie Kyle's Dad is Describing. Yes. Having only watched the trailer, yes. never even yes. heard of the movie, the okay. game. Okay, okay. Oh, wow. Great theme song. Guess what movie okay. trailer Kyle's okay. Dad is Describing. Okay. Having only watched the trailer okay. and never okay. having heard of wow. the movie game. How this game works is my dad watches a movie trailer. He will describe what is happening in that trailer. You have to guess what movie the trailer is for. We have two to choose from today. Would you like to do the newer of the two movies or the older of the two movies? Older. Older? Okay, let me get it pulled up here. Here we go. Okay. It's Warner Brothers. Some epic music is playing. Some guys walking like a group of cool kids while the announcer tells us all of their names. Some of these have to be nicknames. Apparently, this was a classic novel. We're getting all of the emotion of youth. A leather jacket over a Mickey Mouse shirt. Oh, fuck. The whole trailer is these guys walking. A group of cool guys. <laughs> um, I just got to call my mom in to stop the voice memos. And we're working Tom. together on this one? Yeah, I think we're trying to figure it out. Okay. It's a group of cool guys. I'm a, it's a group of cool guys. I'm going to say this is a movie from the 80s. You, you can tell. Okay, it is. You are correct. I'll, I'll I'll put you in the right direction if you're. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, Leather jacket, Mickey Mouse shirt. Is this epic music? This can't be Stand by Me because it would be you know doo wop music. It's not Stand by Me. It's so funny that like Mickey Mouse shirt sounds like you're making fun of someone's shirt now, but I think it right. might actually just be a shirt with actually having Mickey on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. It's not. No, you said 80s. Mm-hmm. 80s cool kids. 80s cool kids. Big Epic music. music. Yeah. Warner Brothers. Nicknames based on the. Oh. It's it's the movie with Pony Boy in it. What's that? What's that book? The Outsiders. <laughs> what? You didn't read The Outsiders I, as I, a I, youth? I, 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 I might have. Okay. <laughs> I, I, that title vaguely on the tip of my tongue, not sure why, because I'm, I'm, that's not, it's not a vampire novel, no. right? Like, but, but it feels like it, right? It feels like it's those like young youth gang vampire, mm-hmm. possibly 80s kind yeah. of, yeah. 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 I, it, I remember this was one of those movies that, we got to watch. We got to watch it in English class because we, yeah, got through the whole book. I have vague memories of reading it on a bus and making myself carsick. <laughs> <laughs> That's two separate takeaways from the same 
uh, art. And isn't that what it is? Uh, well, hey, that's <laughs> it for us. Thank you both, Anna, Adam, for being here and for having never seen The Social Network. Thank you for not watching it. Thank you anytime, for anytime. Anytime. Anytime you want us to not see a movie, <laughs> done. Uh, please do it. let everyone who's listening know where they can find you and things you'd like them to check out and that sort of stuff. Please check out our podcast, Left Handed Radio. Um, and we have a website, lefthandedradio.com. We're everywhere at Left Handed Radio. Yeah. If you if you like listening to people make fun of stuff they don't know about um, in script form, that is what we do. <laughs> that is our strong suit. We write things. We edit them. We add sound effects. It's fun. It's a lot of it's fun. Great. Thank you, everyone. Go check it out. Lefthandedradio.com. There'll be a link in the description for the episode as well. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. I hope you have a nice day. Starbanks Audio, a a podcast network. Hey, folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. Figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there, May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a lot of fun out in Colorado last month and people came out from the shows and that was it's the best seeing people out at shows who who like the podcast is just the best and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy and I'm very proud of the show um like I said the, I've got those dates coming up kyleairs.com slash shows please grab tickets now grab them while you're listening to this send it to a friend tell them to come out Seattle Portland Eureka Oakland uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit, and so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleairs.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. <laughs>